O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, May 20th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10:17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit, as it is written in Isaiah 55.11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Naso, and it means elevate. Numbers 6, 16-27 The Kohen shall present them before Hashem, and offer the sin offering and the burnt offering. He shall offer the ram as a sacrifice of well-being to Hashem, together with the basket of unleavened cakes. The Kohen shall also offer the meal offerings and the libations. The Nazarite shall then shave his consecrated hair at the entrance of the tent of meeting, and take the locks of his consecrated hair, and put them on the fire that is under the sacrifice of well-being. The Kohen shall take the shoulder of the ram, when it has been boiled, one unleavened cake from the basket, and one unleavened wafer, and place them on the hands of the Nazarite, after he has shaved his consecrated hair. The Kohen shall elevate them as an elevation offering before Hashem, and this shall be a sacred donation for the Kohen, in addition to the breast of the elevation offering and the thigh of gift offering. After that, the Nazarite may drink wine. Such is the obligation of a Nazarite, except that he who vows an offering to God of what he can afford beyond his Nazarite requirements must do exactly according to the vow that he has made beyond his obligation as a Nazarite. Hashem spoke to Moses. Hashem spoke to Moses. Speak to Aaron and his sons. Thus shall you bless the people of Israel. Say to them, Hashem bless you and protect you. Hashem deal kindly and graciously with you. 
Hashem bestow his favor upon you and grant you peace. Thus they shall link my name with the people of Israel, and I will bless them. On the day that Moses finished setting up the Mishkan, he anointed and consecrated it all and its furnishings, as well as the altar and its utensils. When he had anointed and consecrated them, the chieftains of Israel, the heads of ancestral houses, namely the chieftains of the tribes and those who were in charge of enrollment, drew near and brought their offering before Hashem. 1 Samuel 26, 1-28, 25 The Ziphites came to Saul at Giva and said, David is hiding in the hill of Hakalah, facing Jeshimon. Saul went down at once to the wilderness of Ziph, together with three thousand picked men of Israel, to search for David in the wilderness of Ziph. And Saul encamped on the hill of Hakalah, which faces Jeshimon by the road. When David, who was then living in the wilderness, learned that Saul had come after him into the wilderness, David sent out scouts and made sure that Saul had come. David went at once to the place where Saul had encamped, and David saw the spot where Saul and his army commander Abner, son of Ner, lay asleep. Saul lay asleep inside the barricade, and the troops were posted around him. David spoke up and asked Ahimelech the Hittite and Abishai the son of Zeruiah, Joab's brother, Who will go down with me into the camp to Saul? And Abishai answered, I will go down with you. So David and Abishai approached the troops by night and found Saul fast asleep inside the barricade, his spear stuck in the ground at his head, and Abner and the troops sleeping around him. And Abishai said to David, Hashem has delivered your enemy into your hands today. Let me pin him to the ground with a single thrust of the spear. I will not have to strike him twice. But David said to Abishai, Don't do him violence. No one can lay hands on Hashem's anointed with impunity. And David went on, As Hashem lives, Hashem himself will strike him down. Or his time will come and he will die. Or he will go down to battle and perish. But Hashem forbid that I should lay a hand on Hashem's anointed. Just take the spear and the water jar at his head, and let's be off. So David took away the spear and the water jar at Saul's head, and they left. No one saw or knew or woke up. All remained asleep. A deep sleep from Hashem had fallen upon them. David crossed over to the other side and stood afar on top of a hill. There was considerable distance between them. And David shouted to the troops and to Abner, son of Ner, Abner, aren't you going to answer? And Abner shouted back, Who are you to shout at the king? And David answered Abner, You are a man, aren't you? And there is no one like you in Israel. So why didn't you keep watch over your lord the king? For one of our troops came to do violence to your lord the king. You have not given a good account of yourself. As Hashem lives, all of you deserve to die, because you did not keep watch over your Lord, Hashem's anointed. Look around. Where are the king's spear and the water jar that were at his head? Saul recognized David's voice, and he asked, Is that your voice, my son David? And David replied, It is, my lord king. And he went on, But why does my lord continue to pursue his servant? What have I done, and what wrong am I guilty of? Now let my lord the king hear his servant out. If Hashem has incited you against me, let him be appeased by an offering. But if it it is men, may they be accursed of Hashem. 
but they have driven me out today so that I cannot have a share in Hashem's possession, but am told, Go and worship other gods. Oh, let my blood not fall to the ground away from the presence of Hashem, for the King of Israel has come to seek a single flea, as if he were hunting a partridge in the hills. And Saul answered, I am in the wrong. Come back, my son David, for I will never harm you again, seeing how you have held my life precious this day. Yes, I have been a fool, and I have erred so very much. David replied, Here is your majesty's spear. Let one of the young men come over and get it. And Hashem will requite every man for his right conduct and loyalty. For this day Hashem delivered you into my hands, and I would not raise a hand against Hashem's anointed. And just as I valued your life highly this day, so may Hashem value my life, and may he rescue me from all trouble. Saul answered David, May you be blessed, my son David. You shall achieve and you shall prevail. David then went his way, and Saul returned home. David said to himself, Some day I shall certainly perish at the hands of Saul. The best thing for me is to flee to the land of the Philistines. Saul will then give up hunting me throughout the territory of Israel, and I will escape him. So David and his six hundred men went with him and crossed over to King Achish, son of Maok of Gath. David and his men stayed with Achish and Gath, each man with his family, and David with his two wives, Ahinoam the Israelite and Abigail, wife of Nabal the Carmelite. And when Saul was told that David had fled to Gath, he did not pursue him any more. David said to Achish, If you please, let a place be granted me in one of the country towns where I can live. Why should your servant remain with you in the royal city? At that time Achish granted him Ziglag. That is how Ziglag came to belong to the kings of Yehuda, as is still the case. The length of time that David lived in Philistine territory was a year and four months. David and his men went up and raided the Geshurites, the Gizrites, and the Amalekites, who were the inhabitants of the region of Olam, all the way to Shur and to the land of Egypt. When David attacked a region, he would leave no man or woman alive. He would take flocks, herds, donkeys, camels, and clothing. When he returned and came to Achish, Achish would ask, Where did you raid today? And David would reply, The Negev of Yehuda, or the Negev of the Jeremelites, or the Negev of the Kenites. David would leave no man or woman alive to be brought to Gath, for he thought, They might tell about us. David did this. Such was his practice as long as he stayed in the territory of the Philistines. Achish trusted David. He thought, He has aroused the wrath of his own people Israel, and so he will be my vassal forever. At that time the Philistines mustered their forces for war to take the field against Israel. Achish said to David, You know, of course, that you and your men must march out with my forces. David answered Achish, You know what your servant will do. In that case, Achish replied to David, I will appoint you my bodyguard for life. Now Samuel had died, and all Israel made lament for him, and he was buried in his own town of Ramah. And Saul had forbidden recourse to ghosts and familiar spirits in the land. The Philistines mustered, and they marched to Shunem and encamped. And Saul gathered all Israel, and they encamped at Gilboa. 
When Saul saw the Philistine force, his heart trembled with fear. And Saul inquired of Hashem, but Hashem did not answer him, either by dreams or by Urim or by Nevi'im. Then Saul said to his courtiers, Find me a woman who consults with ghosts, so that I can go to her and inquire through her. And his courtiers told him that there was a woman in Endor who consulted ghosts. Saul disguised himself. He put on different clothes and set out with two men. They came to the woman by night, and he said, Please divine for me by a ghost. Bring up for me the one I shall name to you. But the woman answered him, You know what Saul has done, how he has banned the use of ghosts and familiar spirits in the land. So why are you laying a trap for me to get me killed? Saul swore to her by Hashem, As Hashem lives, you won't get into trouble over this. At that the woman asked, Whom shall I bring up for you? And he answered, Bring up Samuel for me. Then the woman recognized Samuel, and she shrieked loudly and said to Saul, Why have you deceived me? You are Saul. The king answered her, Don't be afraid. What do you see? And the woman said to Saul, I see a divine being coming up from the earth. What does he look like? he asked her. It is an old man coming up, she said, and he is wrapped in a robe. Then Saul knew that it was Samuel, and he bowed low in homage with his face to the ground. Samuel said to Saul, Why have you disturbed me and brought me up? And Saul answered, I am in great trouble. The Philistines are attacking me, and Hashem has turned away from me. He no longer answers me, neither by Nebiim or in dreams, so I have called you to tell me what I am to do. Samuel said, Why do you ask me, seeing that Hashem has turned away from you and has become your adversary? Hashem has done for himself, as he foretold through me. Hashem has torn the kingship out of your hands and has given it to your fellow, to David, because you did not obey Hashem and did not execute his wrath upon the Amalekites. That is why Hashem has done this to you today. Further, Hashem will deliver the Israelites who are with you into the hands of the Philistines. Tomorrow your sons and you will be with me, and Hashem will also deliver the Israelite forces into the hands of the Philistines. At once Saul flung himself prone on the ground, terrified by Samuel's words. Besides, there was no strength in him, for he had not eaten anything all day and night. The woman went up to Saul, and seeing how greatly disturbed he was, she said to him, Your handmaid listened to you. I took my life in my hands, and I heeded the request you made of me. So now you listen to me. Let me set before you a bit of food. Eat, and then you will have the strength to go on your way. He refused, saying, I will not eat. But when his courtiers, as well as the woman, urged him, he listened to them. He got it from the ground and sat on the bed. The woman had a stall-fed calf in the house. She hastily slaughtered it and took flour and kneaded it and baked some unleavened cakes. She set this before Saul and his courtiers, and they ate. And then they rose and they left the same night. John 11, 1-54 Now a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Yeshua heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God might be glorified thereby. 
Now Yeshua loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. And when he heard, therefore, that he was sick, he abode two days still in the same place where he was. Then after that said he to his disciples, Let us go into Judea again. His disciples said to him, Master, the Jews of late sought to stone you, and you want to go there again? Yeshua answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbles not, because he sees the light of this world. But if a man walks in the night, he stumbles, because there is no light in him. These things said he, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may awake him out of sleep. Then said his disciples, Lord, if he sleep, he shall do well. Howbeit Yeshua spoke of his death, but they thought that he had spoken of taking rest and sleep. Then said Yeshua to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, to the intent you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. Then when Yeshua came, he found that he had lain in the grave four days already. Now Bethany was near to Jerusalem, about fifteen furlongs off. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Yeshua was coming, went and met him. But Mary sat still in the house. Then said Martha to Yeshua, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, whatever you will ask of God, God will give it to you. Yeshua said to her, Your brother shall rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Yeshua said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, shall yet live. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, which should come into the world. And when she had said so, she went her way and called Mary, her sister, secretly, saying, The Master has come and calls for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Yeshua was not yet come into the town, but was in that place where Martha met him. The Jews then, which were with her in the house, comforted her when they saw Mary that she rose hastily and went out, followed her, saying, She goes to the grave to weep there. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was, and she saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Yeshua saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled, and said, Where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. Yeshua wept. Then said the Jews, Behold how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind have caused that even this man should not have died? Yeshua therefore again, groaning in himself, comes to the grave. It was a cave and a stone laid upon it. Yeshua said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him that was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time he stinks, for he has been dead four days. Yeshua said to her, Said I not unto you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. 
And Yeshua lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me, and I knew that you heard me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that you have sent me. And when he thus had spoken, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was bound about with a napkin. Yeshua said to them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews which came to Mary and had seen the things which Yeshua did believed on him. But some of them went their way to the Pharisees and told them what things Yeshua had done. Then gathered the chief priests and the Pharisees a council and said, What do we do? For this man does many miracles. If we let him thus alone, all men will believe on him, and the Romans shall come and take away both our place and the nation. And one of them, named Caiaphas, being the high priest that same year, said to them, You know nothing at all, nor consider that it is expedient for us, that one man should die for the people, and that the whole nation perish not. And this spoke he not of himself, but being the high priest that year, he prophesied that Yeshua should die for that nation, and not for that nation only, but also that he should gather together in one the children of God that were scattered abroad. Then from that day forth they took counsel together to put him to death. Psalm 117, 1 and 2 O praise the Lord, all you nations! Praise him, all you people! For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endures forever. Praise ye the Lord! Proverbs 15, 22 and 23 Without counsel, purposes are disappointed, but in the multitude of counselors they are established. A man has joy by the answer of his mouth, and a word spoken in due season, how good! It is. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, Ten Thousand Reasons, by Matt Redman. So 
The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.